Welcome back to the Dungeon Master's Block, the place where we come to talk about the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game. I'm one of your hosts, DM Neil, a.k.a. Jote Maniac. And I am DM Chris, a.k.a. DM Chris. Done and done. And today <laughs> I am looking outside of the window right in front of me, and it is a crisp, cool... 66 degrees sun shining bright because of course it is i'm in california it is not that way here neil it is, it is 26 and we have 10 plus inches of snow it's garbage i saw i've seen that from your messages no i i built a i built a tunnel yesterday for my daughter in the snowbank and she loved it yes snow a place where i can go and leave of my own volition um it's yes. a, I treat snow like I treat someone else's kids. Um, <laughs> I can send them home when I want to. Ah, perfect. Wait, that, doesn't that mean, isn't that like the grandparent saying? Yeah, but no, sometimes other kids, other That's people's true. kids show Especially up when you have kids house. over to play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, okay, leave now, Billy. We're You're done. You're annoying. We're done. <laughs> and I think that way about snow, even here in Chicago. Sometimes it's like, it looks pretty. Now go away. Yep, You're annoying. Yes. So in case you hadn't <laughs> figured it out today, we're going to be talking about weather. But more of ambient weather rather than extreme weather where you're seeing if your players, player characters die. But with that, let's head to the meat. I'm starving. We ain't had nothing but maggoty bread for three stinking days. Why can't we have some meats? Looks like meat back on the menu, boys. <laughs> Yes, and so the so the reason we're not talking about extreme weather is literally when we watch the news and stuff, like extreme weather is extreme weather. We see how it affects everything. Hurricanes come through, destroy stuff. Tornadoes come through, destroy stuff. We get it. We wanted to talk about ambient weather because of the ways that we often don't think about how it regularly affects our lives. Like for me, snow is snow. I don't normally think about like the ways that it is going to cripple my life other than like, oh, I have to go scrape my car out you know, from, or shovel my, shovel my car out of the snow. But for you, Neil, if something like that happened where you are, if you got eight to nine to 10 inches of snow, I would what would that home. do for you? I'm done. <laughs> and part of it is like, I, f I feel like I could probably figure it out and be fine, but I am, I would just be mortified of being on the road with other people. Yeah, I don't, that's not okay. One, they're, and I think part of it is also looking then um, it was like the infrastructure of your world because people. So one of the other things that happens here in California, more specifically, like in the Bay Area, is I could still purchase a car without air conditioning or just live in a home without air conditioning mm -hmm. because I don't need it. And so then you have to think about those. They like we're, obviously we're way reverse engineering that concept of what are your player characters doing because they came from somewhere like that and now they're in the frozen north like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. rhyme of the frost maiden and that's even just the ambient cold because yep oh uh, no <laughs> this is a weird admission um and this is oh man i just sound so much like a california person but whatever <laughs> we have to accept that uh so when i flew out to uh one of the catacons I got in my car. My wife dropped me off at the local airport. I got out. I got on the plane and it was all fine. It was November. So, yeah, early November. Mm -hmm. And I get on the plane and I'm flying and I realized in true 
Californian, I have nothing. I have no outerwear. I didn't even bring a single jacket. <laughs> and you're in Dayton, Ohio or whatever. Yeah, I had left it in the car. <laughs> so because it was so it was warm enough that I had taken it off and left it in the car when I got out. And it was also warm enough when I got out that it didn't strike me as odd uh, yeah. until I was in the plane flying. Yeah. So I had Mitch immediately drive me to Myers. Oh, no, Meyer, Meyer, not Myers, Meyer, Meyer. Why would it be not the apostrophe? People S? get really angry about it. Well, I guess you're tr- true because I wouldn't then say the alternative is I could have driven him to Walmart. So yep. I accept, I accept my error. <laughs> uh, and so I had him drive me to Meyer and I now have this like insane weatherproof, super warm jacket that I only wear sometimes because it's too hot. Um, (laughs) But yes, just all that to say, there's very small things that can happen that can be this footnote for your game or your campaign, especially when you're doing travel. Like saying these sorts of things can be what illustrates travel. Yeah. Rather than these elaborate like uh, or like you don't want to deal with a random encounter table and the monsters that they have to fight. Right. Or like the extreme weather of like, or are you going to die or not die because there's a flash flood? Mm-hmm. Like like a whole chunk of the, the here, uh, the 101, the Pacific Coast Highway, a whole chunk fell off because of a landslide. Yeah. Mudslide. Yeah. Well. yeah. And so like those aren't those aren't really the conversations we're trying to have. So it's all these yeah. these ambient, smaller weather things, but still being part of the the world yeah i think the reason that i wanted to talk about this neil is because the way that for a long time and i still fall into this every once in a while if like i'm underprepared for a night is i often treat my D world as 75 degrees and sunny mm. all the time you know like i just assume that it's summertime in illinois all the time but i think what we wanted to talk about the thing that has been really fun for me is starting to figure out what weather patterns look like and how that affects our players because I think it does lend itself to some really interesting situations. I mean, just think about how rain changes the way that you wear armor, right? Think about the way that snow wearing metal armor feels, you know, like, do you have to cover up stuff? Is it going to stick to your skin and cause you to get frostbite? Other, You know, those sorts of elements can really add an interesting player dynamic And it can also make encounters that players run into also more interesting, depending on what the situation is like. So, Neil, how have you in the past worked through adding weather to your game? I know it's something that we've probably both struggled with, but in the moments where you have added it, how have you added it and what is it what does it look like for you? So I think it's smaller things and then like a lot of things, what seems engaging to my players is obviously then expanded upon um especially so yeah so it's rare and i guess that's the whole thing about the conversation is sometimes these are just also to say shame on us um and how we can do better is by having these conversations to hopefully help help the listeners uh but one of the ways to do it is also have an npc engage with the weather because it is either Mm -hmm. normal or abnormal to them um so then there was a character that was a druid i believe and they were traveling with the party for a time and then this weather system hit and it was rain uh and then they just went out and danced and literally just danced in the rain Mm -hmm. um and so then it, it wasn't odd the the weather system but then it was you're having this npc engage with it then that was kind of how i made it seem like more than just saying like it rained 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I one of the ways that I've done it in the past is like when players wake up in the day and they don't like it's pouring buckets outside and they have to go. One of the fun things that I've done is like had random townsfolk be like, hey, that person's wearing full plate. And they just say to them, like, you got any fish swimming around in there mm. or like yep. you, you planning on drowning today? Like, what are you what are you doing? You know, just like making those one off comments of like, oh, yes, that's right. In the pouring rain, I probably wouldn't wear this stuff because it would just be miserable, especially if like if you're if you're a town's guard, it's one thing to have your full armor set on all the time. It's another thing if you're an adventurer in a town where you're not expecting anything to happen, Mm -hmm. where it's like there's no reason for me to be wearing this in the midst of a rainstorm or snowstorm because it would be incredibly uncomfortable. So I think that's that's one way that I've always done it before. And, in, you know, in the campaign I'm running now, I haven't done it a whole lot. But I think that's been really helpful is just to do that enough times to the point where it's like players get it after a while. And as annoying as it might be, like some players are like, hey, I don't want to play that way. It, it can lead to really fun encounters, especially like especially if you're out in the wild. We often forget that D&D is a very dangerous world out in the wild. So rain may cause you to stop because you don't want to go any further on because you don't have armor on anymore and it will make you much more vulnerable. You know, you might have to seek refuge at the edge of a jungle where now you might encounter creatures who other animals are hibernating and you're a warm body that they now want to feast on because you're trying to hide out of the rain underneath the cover of the canopies. So I think it's all of those sorts of fun elements that can really add some interesting story dynamics because the one time somebody gets attacked without their armor on with a AC of 12 instead of 16, they will never want to travel in the rain again or will take different precautions than what they did previously because of what the weather forced them into. And it just makes for really fun story elements, I think. Yeah. The other thing that that made me think of was um, what, again, I guess a lot of it is NPC engagement with the weather and what and what that means for your players because again it can be very descriptive and that and that's totally fine but then i was thinking of like flora and fauna's interaction with the weather because Mm. if i think about the first rain and again some of this has to be like what we see in the real world translated backwards because um with the first rain you have that here you have basically like the oil coming up off the roads and it being much riskier and things like that. And like, mm-hmm. I, I, in my head, I honestly don't know how that translates back um, to like a D and D world, but it could also be that people stay indoors after the first rain because of all the flora and fauna that are flowering. And basically, yeah, I think about like terrifying D and D pollen count or, or, but just the idea that things would be moving and happening after these, these very common uh, effects. Mm-hmm. Of the weather happen. Well, I mean, I think about like your example of like the oil bubbling up from the road, you know, after the first rain, like you can see the slick across it. Like we often forget that if you travel by carriage, you're kind of stuck in the ruts that you follow. And so if it rains, it might just change those. They may have gotten really smooth and now they're really rough again, like after it's rained, you know, so like you might be going along and the carriage wheel pops off because it's an older carriage and it wasn't meant to sustain that many bumps, you know, on a regular basis. So like there's those elements that can be really fun. I think even like the thing that I remember getting yelled at and I've done this to my daughter too. Like when she comes in from outside, it's like, 
I don't want her just traipsing around with snowy boots coming inside the house. Like as nice as it is having, you know, flooring that we can just easily mop it up. It doesn't, I can imagine if you're having wood floors, having people walk in to a tavern with muddy boots on regularly or to an inn or to a shop, like they might ask you to take them off outside or they might ask you to take them off just inside the door, yeah. you know, because it's rude to walk it. So it can, it can create those really fun NPC player dynamics of like, instead of like you walk into a shop and the shop owner greets you. Instead, the first thing that the shop owner is saying is like, Hey, take your boots off. You know, it's a different sort of first reaction. It's like, oh, I'm a little shook by that. Like, is this person a jerk? Are they not a jerk? Or do they just really like their floors really clean? You know, (laughs) where were you born? The, (laughs) but the, but the idea also, yeah, like, so obviously not snow, but then like my son had his rain boots on and he's like, my socks are wet. And I'm just thinking, how could you, of course you did. You just the idea that you could get that much water up into them and then just not knowing how to interact with, with the weather and then like the customs around what, what that weather means. And just, cause I also think back to the person who's saying like, Oh, do you have fish swimming around in that armor? Like, but then what is, do they potentially also have a solution for, for that problem? Cause are you in a place that you do have town guard who are wearing copious amounts of armor but then what is their solution to the rain or is it a different yeah. kind of armor because of it yeah do they have do you now buy a really cool cloak that has animal fat spread all over it to prevent the you know water from soaking into the cloak and it almost works more like a rain jacket than anything else mm. you know like those sorts of elements are things to think about like hey you could travel in the rain it would be miserable and you'll probably get like a quarter of the way that you normally would or you could get these sorts of like weatherproofing things and you now traverse normally, you know, or close to normal three quarter speed instead of full speed, you know? So like there's all sorts of travel elements too, that you can, you can work in and make a whole system based off of that for your world that could make things really like if it's monsoon season where you are, people are going to, it's going to look vastly different um, in terms of what people wear regularly. And do they have a backpack that has like, indoor clothes on that they change into as soon as they get into a place they're going to stay for a while you know like it's it's those sorts of interesting elements that i if your players want to get really immersive this can add a really fun layer of immersion for them yeah one of the things i looked up was the weather table and the dmg Mm. which is nothing uh when it all comes down to it it it's literally Three sets of three options. Wind, basically temperature, wind, precipitation. Yep. That's it. And there's some things about like extreme cold, extreme heat, strong wind. Yeah. But, and like obscuring vision for heavy precipitation. Which I also think is really interesting to me, the the table to roll than like basically the variance of your temperature compared to the norm because it it ends up being such an extreme variance because it could be 10 degrees off which i feel like nobody's gonna notice like oh normally it's 90 and now it's 80 but the other is 40 degrees off which i feel is very notable because if you think like you're in you're you're around the time where it would normally be let's even say like 30 degrees but now it's negative 10 like that's just insane to me like that variance like but yeah. So all that to say, there's not much to go off of. I don't know that I would use it. 
for any reason at all. So I just wanted to make a quick footnote of that and then to just basically use the internet and find other weather tables is definitely the way to go um, if you're looking for a table. I mean, if, yeah, if you want a table or you can just think about like your own weather, like the thing that I've I've written down in my notes for this coming game that I have on Thursday, knowing we were talking about this, like I have a list of 10 days. I don't know how many days we're going to play in game because sometimes, Neil, you know this, sometimes like you can get through two hours worth of a day and other times you get through two weeks in yep. one session, you know, like you just never know. So I have written down 10 days in a row's weather and like what it does to like... My game style has changed so much. Uh, leading a game has changed so much to more like I want to throw in environmental things. I want to throw in like my planning is not the storyline as much because I know where that's going to go and we'll get there eventually. It's like throwing in the weird things that we don't normally think about. So when I come up to them, I have an answer for it. and I don't have to pull something off. Right. And weather is one of those things. If I look at my notes like I do when I'm running a game and I see that, I'll remember to say it. But if I'm just going to sit here and say, like, I'll think about weather when we're playing. I'll never think about it. Oh, you no, know, not a chance. And so I've I've started adding it actually to my notes. Almost like there's you've heard these stories of like people that all have like journals and stuff. And then in like the upper right hand corner, they'll write what the weather is oh, for yeah. the day. Yep. That's like that's like what I do yeah. <laughs> with my notes. That's what I'm going to start doing. Well, and I think that that's it's a good way to do it because you also think of like the box text of what is this dungeon like? Uh, mm -hmm. so then when you open the mod, you open a pre-written adventure or module and you go to the dungeon, it's like all doors, unless otherwise noted are wooden doors with a hardness of five and an HP of 10. That's probably super accurate to a sun dungeon. <laughs> I don't know which one it is. Um, but then the same thing, it's like all ceilings are 10 feet high unless otherwise noted. And so in basically doing that same kind of thing, and then just having a spot where you know what the current weather is and what the next weather might be, mm -hmm. um, the 10 day forecast, which that totally leads me into the one way that I suggest doing, or at least trying out is find an area in the world that is like the area in your world and just look up the weather and get the go. 10 day forecast. There you go. Ta-da! The power of Google. <laughs> Super easy. Yeah. Yeah, because you can also see like around what time you want it to want it to be. So I basically I just did this um, 30 seconds ago where I was looking at Chicago, but then I didn't want to look up now. I wanted to look up in April and mm, just mm -hmm. arbitrarily. And then so I looked up like the middle of April and apparently in 2019, there was a like snowfall in April, which was really yep. stood out as a thing that happened. And so then like that, the, then you just spin out from there again. It's yeah. not, it's not this earth shattering snowfall, but it is also abnormal. So then your players are unprepared per se, but then what do they do instead? Again, it's not, it's not harrowing. It's just a thing. Yeah, and, and it leads me to the question, like, the, the whole meteorology thing is interesting. Like, is there ways that people in your towns normally find out about weather? Is there, like, a bulletin board? Does somebody, like, have a way to predict those sorts of things? Do they have, like, here's what it's been like year after year after year? So is there somebody, almost like a farmer's almanac, saying, like, this is what it's like? So is there somebody that says that sort of thing? Or do they put something on a bulletin board that's, like, 10 days out based on years and years and years worth of history of saying like these are the kind of what the current temperatures are here's the kind of things that you should have with you 
and expect for and prepare for, you know, like what does that sort of stuff look like? How do people tell weather in your world or do they literally just pop their head out and say it's raining outside and then go back in and prepare that way? Yeah, I think the more you get to a centralized location in your world, the more I would say that that kind of infrastructure is available. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you're just out in the wilderness and you come across a farmstead, then they're going to know that that's just the way it is. And this is what's likely next coming down the road. But then I think of being in like a really big city and then basically being able to scry in to find out what the weather is most likely going to be or that there's a storm front moving forward or... um, yeah, just just trying to think of like how funny a, a ten day forecast is in your D and D world. That's super. Uh, like, and then I also think of like who's your weather personality in your world. That's mm-hmm. just super exciting to me. Yeah, um, just to have like a, a for um, like a, a weather person, uh, and then you think of like like what's their race, what's their background, what's their personality like, and like how popular are they? Just. Yes, my head's spinning on a, like a, a weather gnome. One of the one of the interesting like people that you could create in your world to kind of go off what we were talking about, Neil, is throughout like the histories, people have been known as like prognosticators or like people like they've had there have been such things as like medieval uh, meteorologists, and they used like observations of actual weather, like the history of what's happened every year. They also used like they had ways of testing the air pressure back then that they could like figure out like we have it with like low and high pressure temperature stuff now mm-hmm. like they had they had these mathematical ways and experimental ways of figuring out humidity and like air pressure to figure out like what sorts of systems were coming next you know and it's like they were actually like if a lord or king or whoever wanted to take them seriously it was actually proven that they were fairly accurate like maybe not temperature wise but they could predict like it's gonna rain in the next like two or three days so prepare for that you know like we have all these crazy inventions now that we can figure out basically what the weather is going to be like within a couple temperature degrees like then it's like you might have to predict like it might rain in like two days so just be prepared for that you know so that might be like when you look at like a medieval or like a fantasy town board that has the temperature or whatever or the weather it might not be like 72 and partly cloudy (laughs) you know it might just be like it's going to be dry and warm or it might be like cold and wet you know like it might be that sort of basic bare bone sort of forecast that somebody might get you could have a ton of fun with that you could have somebody that like in the town each day somebody's main job in this small little town outside of like the big town that's like 10 miles away their main job is to go to the big town come back and then at 7 p.m every night they stand on a box and tell what the weather is going to be like the next day you know like you could you could have fun with that that like 7 p.m every day there's the local bulletin that comes out of like the town news and the weather almost like a first time like television station in a way so you could have a lot of fun with that sort of stuff too yeah and then you even think about like giving this information to that person, blah, blah, blah. But uh, mm-hmm. just always thinking about random ideas to put in, not put in my game. I have too many ideas. I'll just be honest. No, I'm never putting that in my <laughs> game. Hopefully someone does. 
I don't know. Uh, and it's one of those things like you could do it one time and then they always know in this town that there's that like courier that comes in every day and does this. You don't have to do it every single day. Yeah. But it's that one thing that like makes a town unique, you know, trying to make things unique for the for the players. Yeah. And it's just in, like looking at it a little bit more like the idea that a lot of this stuff is just the stuff we still do. It's just we're more accurate about it than thinking uh, like literal centuries ago this is the same method at the end of the day, you still just have to look like, is it windy? And I think the biggest part of it is putting the pieces together on a larger scale, Mm. um, which becomes more important because of the way that our world is just more interconnected than ever before. But if you think like the idea that uh, a family could live or a person rather could live in the same spot, and just like that their whole existence would be that one spot and how they live their life. So the weather is just what is raining or not raining in that one spot. And I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing is also figuring out that like who cares about the weather is who is in the weather when it comes to your like your your D&D world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then th- thinking on that scale of what a person is going to be talking about, even your, well, obviously your player characters are only going to care about the weather that they're in. And Mm -hmm. I mean, short of like being able to see that there's this uh, category five hurricane on its way. But again, talking about the ambient weather, uh, your players are only likely ever going to care about exactly where they're at. Because I, I mean, if we're being really brutally honest, I don't care if it's snowing in Chicago because it's (laughs) not snowing where I'm at. Yeah, that's true. No, you do care that it's not snowing where you're at. You care about that. Oh, true. In the I care same that ways it's that it's not snowing. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I hate that it's snowing here, but I also love living here at the same time. Oh, so, yeah. but I, but I would take, I would take sixty six and sunny. Yeah, I think one of the other things we wanted to mention is also, or mention again rather, is that the weather in the place that it's at is normal to the people who live there. Uh, mm-hmm. because Chris and I were talking the idea of, like that snow. I mean, if you brought all that snow here, people would just lose their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way that I think if I took the fog that's here and put it most other places, people would not know what to do. They would not drive. Yeah. How regular is fog by you? Um, when it's that season, I mean, it'll be weeks at a time where both basically really? I'll, I'll drive to work. Uh, two lines at a time, like the lines you see in the road. Yeah. Like I can usually only see sometimes like two or three of those at a time. Yeah, we get fog every once in a while. Like it's not it's not a regular occurrence. Oh yeah, so, no. Like yeah, when, yeah. Once it's foggy, it's it just stays foggy for several months. And that's even interesting too to think about. Like somebody like here, like where I am in Chicago, we kind of get all four seasons, right? But the snow that we get here is nothing like we know snow, mm. but the snow that we get here is not what Alaska gets for snow. So even there's like the variance in that of saying like there's different extremes of what weather can be like too. like somebody might be used to eight to 10 inches. We're not used to four feet, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's vastly different to think about. Okay. Well, homework. We're back. We're here. We've talked a lot about a lot of things about ambient weather. And I think that's really the only way to do it is just talk about a bunch of things and see what sticks. But yes. what homework do we have that could help illustrate things? So I have two. It's not necessarily watching or reading anything. It's more just like creating something. Mm-hmm. So I would say one of the things I would encourage you to try to work out 
is get a calendar, if you don't already have a calendar for your world of a month, and just write down what that looks like. And just try it in your next couple of sessions until you get all the way through that month. See what sorts of things come up. See how that works out. Um, do your players enjoy it? Do they not enjoy it? Like You will figure out pretty quickly whether they have bought into the idea or not. The other thing I would say is just have fun creating story moments in the midst of that weather through the work of NPCs. So create one shopkeeper that they visit regularly who, when it rains for the first time, is going to tell them to take their boots off. Yes. Just to add those fun moments in. It's just a way to stretch yourself. It's a way to help you think through NPCs, think through your world in different ways. So that would be my homework and my challenge. Neil, what do you have? Uh, so two of them, like one, the idea of getting like a day planner, you're right. Basically, I'm just going to talk about your idea real quick. Um, <laughs> is like the idea of getting a day planner is really nice because I, I, some of the times the stuff we suggest is, is just expensive or time consuming, but that one is honestly, you can get one from a year that already passed and get it for like a dollar because nobody yeah. wants it, but it serves no other purpose for your world than to just track things. So I think you could get a hold of a day planner and kind of just feel that out without it being like a burden, like a real burden of finances yeah. or anything like that. Dollar stores are great for it. Yep. So the one that I thought of, the only homework that I can think of because I can't get it out of my brain would be to either read or watch uh, The Fellowship of the Ring, basically mm. from Hobbiton to Weathertop. Everything in there is a great example because they're traveling a decent distance, but they're also just kind of dealing with normal stuff and complaining about it because the hobbits are so unused to being adventuring. So then it is a thing like it's raining and that's really annoying for them, but like it's not torrential rain yeah raining when they're at home is different than when they're on the road yes and they do that perfectly or like the humidity and all of the mosquitoes in the swamp that's a thing you just go to the right place and that's just a thing that the people there would just live with but for them it's this big deal and so like that's my advice mm. and that's always good advice just go read lord of the rings <laughs> doesn't get much better than that so that's what we've got for weather. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have used weather in any unique ways, we would love to hear about it. So you can email us. Uh, our email is dungeonmasterblock at gmail.com. It's dungeonmasterblock at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to go and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or the podcatcher uh, of your choice, whichever that might be. Definitely. And if you want to follow us, you can always head over to Twitter and follow us at DMS underscore block. That's at DMS block. And... I got an email that, that it wasn't from a listener, but I got an email and it really messed me up trying to read all these words. <laughs> and if you want, you can always head over and like us on Facebook that way you can watch all the things and see when an episode comes out. And as always, the Dungeon Masters Block is a proud member of the Block Party Podcast Network, where you can check out other shows like DMnastics, Dungeons yeah. and Dragons and Daughters, Detentions and Dragons, and more. Thanks for listening to the Dungeon Masters Block, the place where we come to talk about the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game. Have a good night, everyone. And keep on Dungeon Mastering. It's not inspiration, it's not wisdom, and it's bad advice. What you should do for weather instead is tell them like hour by hour how it's changing. Hold so on. we just wanted to highlight we, some of... Okay. Yes. I'm trying to figure out where we should say, let's head to the meet, because I can't figure it out.
Because we will have to say that. Do you oh, know? we we did say, we did say we treat them. If you haven't figured it out, we're talking about weather. I don't know. We can. How just, about you we say, can just say it? But with that, let's head to the meat. There we go. We'll we'll force it in there. Somewhere. You say it, and then I'll just put it back in there. <laughs> go. But with that, let's head to the meat. Goodbye.